Hey folks, just wanted to let you know that today we are launching this sort of bonus episode. It's not necessarily just going to be patrons only. We're going to launch this one live and public on our main Advice Not Given feed. Uh, We felt like it was timely and appropriate to just kind of address everything that's happening in the world right now, particularly with um, COVID-19 or the coronavirus. And um I don't know. Yeah, we were just having our own conversations and stressed out. And we thought, you know what, let's go ahead and just launch um, an episode, hopefully to provide some comfort, some information, let you guys know how we're handling everything. Um, Hopefully try to normalize the concept of social distancing a little bit. I know there's still some holdouts and some folks that um, don't maybe see the importance of doing that in an extreme way, which Claire and I both are abiding by. So maybe we just wanted to shine a light on what that looks like um, and draw you all into the conversation. Uh, We also talk a little bit about schooling from home, which is something that Claire obviously has a forte in as a homeschool mom herself. uh, So she sheds some some wisdom on that. Uh, Right up front, I want to apologize for the sound quality. We were trying to do just a few too many things at once. So we actually recorded the podcast the way we normally record the podcast through this internet platform that records locally on both sides. And for any tech nerds out there that care, um, I was also then using a live stream third party platform to stream onto Facebook. And I think it just got a little confusing (laughs) with as far as what sound was coming from where. So I sound a little echoed. Apologies. You'll survive. You'll get through it. Uh, If you are the least bit curious about facial expressions and mannerisms that Claire and I (laughs) used during a conversation, head over to our Facebook page and catch the Facebook Live video version of this recording. Okay. Um, Yeah. Y'all take care. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay home and enjoy, maybe even binge a few episodes of the Advice Not Given podcast. Everybody and welcome back to this bonus episode of the Advice Not Given podcast, where today we are going to be talking about the giant elephant in the room, the coronavirus, and we are calling this episode Watch Us or Join Us as we social distance. So Kelly, welcome to this bonus episode. Can you give our listeners some insights into maybe some of our talking points today and where we're headed with this recording? Yeah, so today we want to just, um, we want to, I know I that I mainly want to reassert some of the precaution and safety guidelines that are circulating right now. I know it's a confusing time. I know a lot of this seems maybe um, from a stance of um, not seeing the immediate effects. It might seem like it's kind of blown out of proportion a little bit, but um, I know we want to talk about the importance of practicing all of the um, safety precautions like social distancing, which as you can see, Claire and I are are used to doing because this is how we (laughs) communicate, (laughs) but um, also just um, making sure that everyone understands their part, right, in the greater role and the greater good as to why we're going through this season of discomfort. Maybe um, hopefully that's all it is for you um, as you're listening to this, but then also maybe some of the bigger ramifications of not following the guidelines. Um, I don't know. I just think it's important to talk about and we want to try to make sure to normalize and do our part. Like, Hey, yep, we're doing this too. Like we're hunkered Mm -hmm. down. We're not trying to go out. We have altered our daily pattern of living um, in order to support the guidelines that are set forth. And then also, I need help. (laughs) So I am enlisting my sweet friend, Claire, um, to help me through what we're calling affectionately schooling from home. So (laughs) I think that's what I'm trying to get out of this conversation. 
Yeah. Well, I will say to start some of the things that we have seen that have changed. Um, it's just been fascinating to me to watch through whatever outlet you are getting your information from, how quickly we've gone from, oh, let's wash hands to, well, groups of 200 or more need to cease and desist down to 50, down to 10. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. probably in the next day or two at the most, it's going to be like, don't leave home if you don't have to, which right. we've already been practicing. We had um, our chapel community on Sunday was asked to continue with like leaving the doors open and uh, Facebook living the service. And it blew me away that if we had 50 people show up, like I just mm-hmm. knew it would be like five. And it honestly made me a little uncomfortable. Like I, that's too, that was too people for me still as of Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, well, the right, re- I mean, some of the recommendations are to, um, in order to actually like effectively social distance is to have a bubble of six feet. So think about like stretching your arms out and like spinning around in a circle. Uh, that should be your bubble. I actually, that's a really comfortable bubble for me. I love that. <laughs> so I'm really happy that that's now a thing. Um, but like, it's really hard. Your go-to is to like hug and shake hands and you're tempted, especially in an environment like church to do those things because right. you be welcoming. And um, I know my sister uh, and her husband have a church in Charleston and they are, they were struggling with the same thing on Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so hard. It seems so standoffish, but it's so, so, so important um, to practice those things and to just not find yourself in a situation where there's too many people and not enough ventilation. Right. Right. Um, it's I'm seeing that the virus can live for like three hours in the air. Um, so think about that. If it's just bouncing around in a room that you're in, like you're going to get it. Mm, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, just, it's, it's tough because the, and I even like to my own personal group and my friends, I was like, I want to step up and be your village right now. Like it's so hard. Cause you want to like come together, like literally come together, yeah. convene. And that's exactly what we're being told not to do. So we're just going to have to start getting really creative. Yeah. Um, Thinking of outside the box ways to, mm-hmm. to do that. Well, I want to ask you, are you, do you typically consider yourself, <coughs> excuse me, germophobic aside from this? You know, I'm like germ conscious. But I'm also the mom that like believes in antibodies, right? Like <laughs> someone told Same. me one time, your your kids spend the first two years of their lives sick. They're just sick all the time. Um, and I really do think that's because I wasn't like a clean, a clean freak. I never would have said that about myself. Like we talked right. about this. Like I'm not yeah. I, I'm kind of tidy. I wouldn't, I don't think I'm classically organized. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, my method works. But yeah, I like so yeah, I believe in exposing the kids to stuff. Um yeah, that's me too. Like, I've never been a, I've never been a like, wash your hands, you know, all the time. Like I kind of purposely am like, just live your life. Like if you've touched, yeah. you know, if you've been playing with a turtle outside or something, yeah, wash your hands. But yeah, I've not been like a Uber Lysol-y, Clorox-y, hand sanitizer-y kind of mom, but I have found myself obviously more so oh my feeling God. that way, like yeah, a lot me, in the last For sure. Or two. Like, for sure. Yeah. No, I um, even made a comment to some friends like uh, we live across the street from a park. Like it's our basically our front yard. And like everyone is like coming out in droves to the park because school's out. And what do we do with yeah. kids? And I'm just like, Mm-mm, my kids aren't going like, yeah. oh, that's overreacting. I'm like, no, it's actually not like anything. I, I've read several different things, but they're saying that, you know, the virus could live on surfaces like metal and plastic for anywhere right. from like 
36 to 72 hours. Nobody's out there cleaning that park. I'm not cleaning the park. Like, so the kids could go like kick a soccer ball to each other. That's in their, yeah. in their bubble. Six feet. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what those big bubble things, you know, that you could buy and get in. Actually, mm-hmm. this would be a really great purchase, right? <laughs> Give me one. Oh. You want to reach to the kid. But and it feels weird because I don't yeah. typically navigate my life that way, but I'm finding right. myself like, I am now noticing everything that I touch and I'm trying to teach the kids like everything that they're touching and they're not used to that. So maybe right. I have kind of given myself an obstacle. Or well, you mentioned um, a great purchase and it's got me thinking too about, well, I put in an Amazon order, I don't know, Sunday for some books, not supplies, books, <laughs> but mm-hmm. normally even where we live, which is somewhat remote, it's t- truly two day shipping. And I noticed on my Sunday order, I'm not getting my books until Thursday. If yeah. then, um, you live in a place where you can order your groceries and have them delivered. We don't have for that. Now. We only have yeah. like Walmart pickup, which I have utilized from like mm-hmm. for years. Um, but now we're starting to see like people coming out of the woodwork with that. I've seen a post today that Walmart orders are going to be canceled. I have one this afternoon. Uh, I'll be anxious to see if, you know, if it's fulfilled or if it's even like the appointment is still honored. But that's another thing. Like I typically only buy enough food like for the week. We have a small right. amount of storage space, a small fridge. So like we kind of eat through it and buy more. And I have found myself not panicking, but just like about every four days, like, well, maybe I need to go ahead and do another order just in case. And mm-hmm. not in a hoarding way, just in a preparing way. But what about you with like buying stuff and supplies and stockpiles? Well, I, and Yeah, no, I looked up on Saturday and was like, oh, we don't know. I actually woke myself up at like 3.30 in the morning on Saturday like in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep and decided like, oh my God, I have no grocery. So I went on Instacart, made the order. The The woman was able to get it fulfilled, brought it, delivered it to my house at 10 a.m. And I was like, I appreciate you so much. And mainly because <laughs> I didn't want to go to the store. She said it was crazy. Like people were like all over the place. It was hard to find stuff, but everything was stocked. Now that was Saturday. Um, I do. Yeah, that was Saturday. Store, <laughs> like two or three times a week because we have a tiny little fridge on purpose. And I actually yeah. buy not a lot of non-perishables. Most of the stuff we buy perishes. That's our diet, how we eat. I was like, oh my God, what do we even, what do I even buy? Like I actually didn't even know what kinds of non-perishables make sense to buy. Um, so that was a challenge and it will continue to be, I'm sure, because I don't, I don't, what we need right now is fruit and vegetables, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's a, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Evolving, yeah. right? And well, right now, froze, we're frozen started, fruits so. and frozen vegetables. Yeah. And then I like did. rice. I'm sure you've got rice and beans and cans or frozen meats. I didn't. I do now. <laughs> but I'm not stockpiling. We can't. We don't have the yeah. space for it. Also, yeah. I'm not trying to contribute to that hysteria. Yeah. Like, I, yep, I might be unprepared, but at least I didn't keep food out of someone else's hands uh, right. that needed it maybe a little bit more. Um. I'm curious about why they're canceling the online shop though. Claire, do you know anything about that? Or like, what's, is it just the only thing I've seen is, is because I think the, the people, like if you're placing an order a day or two ahead of time, it's not in real time with what they have in inventory. That's, that's been my understanding more than like the social distancing piece of it. Like I put in an order on Monday to pick up Wednesday and I'm asking for toilet paper and milk and water and beans. And then, by the time my appointment gets here to pick that up, like people in the stores mm-hmm. have already bought it all and they can't fulfill it. So maybe just sense. to like sidestep 
re- lots of refunds and, you know, people's frustrations of showing mm. up. I'm going to call today before I go. Yeah. Um, usually just non-pandemic, our Walmart, the later in the day it gets, the more behind they get. Oh, sure. And so everything, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about that, haven't we? uh Don't make doctor's appointments for the afternoon. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I was, I was like texting with my Instacart shopper the whole time. She's like, Hey, this is out. You want this instead? I was like, yep. Whatever. Like literally whatever. Yes. Make your best judgment. Cause she was making good suggestions, but um, Mm -hmm. so hopefully they'll be able to continue that. I mean, just decreasing the frequency or the number of people like think about it. Mm-hmm. If you've only got Instacart or gig workers or one person from a family in right. the store, right. Instead of like bringing the truck and, and now look, kids are out of school. So what am I going to do next time I need to right. go to the grocery store? I'm probably going to take them. I'm probably going to leave them in the car. They're old enough to sit in the car, like doors locked with an iPad or whatever. They'll be fine. Um, but uh, it's putting a lot of people in a lot of really precarious situations. Well, and I know, here, our commissary is closed on Mondays, so it was all, mm-hmm. you know, no access yesterday. And then I've seen on some spouse pages here, how's the commissary this morning? Like, I'm thinking yeah. of going, and people are, you can kind of see the time as it's passing. First thing when it opened, got in and out in 10 minutes. Then the line's backed up to the chicken, and now the mm-hmm. line's backed up to the dairy to case. The so, I, I mean, <laughs> I will start, well, I'm not going to say that, that's... I'm not going to say that. But anyway, I'm trying to avoid going in person. And here's the other thing. I'm just going to be really transparent here. I already struggle sometimes in really crowded places with a mild, some mild social anxiety and kind of claustrophobia, feeling like I can't get out. And if I'm stuck in a line 50 people deep and kids are crying everywhere or I don't know, like that just that's a lot. non again, non pandemic, mm-hmm. that's already kind of a trigger for me. Right. Um, maybe it's all these years of homeschooling when I've been able to go like super early or I can go during mm-hmm. times when most people are at work or kids are at school. That's kind of like my worst nightmare. And so, yeah. And then add stress on top of that. And then you've got, and then you got people like, oh, this is so dumb. And so, you know, like you're hearing like opinions of everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, it, it's yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to that. So hopefully in well, the part stays Yes. And speaking of (laughs) limiting, um, you know, talk and people, and I know I get it. Like how ironic we're adding to that conversation by posting this video on Facebook, (laughs) but I will tell you that I've really had to be careful in monitoring like how much information Mm -hmm. I'm taking in, especially Mm -hmm. on Facebook. I love all the memes and that's really giving me a lot of life right now, but otherwise like some of the scary articles and True or not, like, I don't know how true they are, but I'm having to limit that information diet. What about you? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's fits and spurts for me. Like, I'll, it's almost like it culminates and then I'm like, like throw the ball. (laughs) I can't do any more of this. Um, Mm -hmm. What I'm finding too, though, it's so funny. I had like three different people reach out to me on Marco Polo. I haven't used that app in a long time. So it is in my social, I have a social folder on my phone, you know, with like all the, and I try not to keep them like, on my homepage so I, and I turn all the notifications off. Like I've already in, put in place like certain social right. media measures before all this, right? Like I know what I need to do to be able to stay like on a midline, but um, two or three people reached out on Marco Polo and were like, Hey, are we using this? Let's use this. And like and my sister and my, she's got three boys. I'm like, okay, well, what's going to be like our standing play date. Right. So now Skype, yeah. I'm using Skype and Google Hangouts and stuff. So it's kind of like revigorating my social exposure, but the Facebook feed 
digestion is gone like way down. Like I can't, right. I can't. There's yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, it's too much. Like, it's almost like pre-election sort of mm-hmm. culling that's happening for me just because yeah. I'm like, look, I need, I need fact, I need truth. And I need mm-hmm. calm. Those are the yeah. things that I'm looking for in every single quiet. Place. Either make, make me yeah. laugh or um, give me information, but don't give me hysteria or anything else. Um, mm-hmm. so. I'm sorry. I was looking away and I can't pull up our Facebook group without the noise. Like I've turned everything off, I, but we're getting some questions on there. Are you able to see those? I can. We actually had a weird and we had a weird one. I deleted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's like, welcome to Facebook, you guys. Um, but hey, yeah, we've got, um, let's see, recommend cleaning your groceries with soap and water before storing them. That's a huge one because That's if a great anything idea. that you're bringing into your house is going to have um, potential contaminants on it. And as we've already said, this, this germ, this virus lives for like so long on stuff. Mm-hmm. So washer meat. I know that's kind of weird. I don't know. I, it's not weird. People do it. I've never done it. Um, but yeah, you can wash your meat. You can wash all your fruit and veg, like everything that you will be ingesting. And even some of the containers I've been wiping down, um, mm-hmm. because people touch them. Like, look, it's, I still see people walk out of bathrooms and not wash their hands. Like it happens. Yeah. Like people, mm-hmm. um, and think about all the things they're touching in between, like just cause they're not coughing into their hands. They're still right. things that make like the, the debit card pin code puncher mm-hmm. thing, like all, all every stuff. And there's no hand sanitizer, you know, you name it. So yes, that's a huge, that's an awesome point. Um, Pam says that the park on post right behind where she lives, uh, has been deserted, which is awesome. Um, she said the weather is cold and wet and it's cold and wet here too, which I'm thankful for. Um, yeah. not only because it keeps us inside, but then my kids don't see the other kids out playing and feel like they're being punished. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's tough. Um, Kimber says, I'm hoping they will stop requiring my husband to go to work on mm-hmm. <laughs> um, their confirmed cases on base. Yep. And Who I is think that, there might that be commented? Kimber Shay. Oh, okay. Um, I think that there are, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we said we wouldn't get into all yeah. the, let's not <laughs> speculate too much <laughs> or speculate Well, we don't want to add to misinformation, but, um, yeah, I'm surprised. Um, and I think that we'll be seeing a lot more confirmed cases as we go along. It's just a matter of knowing what's out there. So the best thing we can do is, you know, follow the guidelines, stay home, mm-hmm. Wash your hands, don't touch your face. Right. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> mentioned being ex- kind of excited that the park was closed, if only for, you know, your own kids not having the temptation or like having to ask. But maybe this is a good transition and segue. Like, how are your kids feeling about this? Or how are you talking about this to your kids? Or are you talking about it? And maybe we can offer some encouragement on how that com- those kind of conversations are going or should be going. Yeah. So, well, I know for me, the way that I've been talking and my kids are 10 and eight. So, um, big enough to understand, they'll remember this, like this will be potentially defining, um, for them, which is crazy. I I was thinking the other day of like duck and cover. Remember our parents grew Mm -hmm. up with that, with the nuclear, Mm -hmm. the cold war. Um, they still talk about that. My dad still talks about, you know, we knew as kids like that wasn't going to help, but you know, so just little, like, I wouldn't, go so far as to say that our experience with my kids has so far been traumatic or like, but it's definitely, it's going to leave an imprint. Um, so, um, Mm -hmm. I talked to them about just the greater good, right? Yeah. So I was telling them the stories and I, um, have had this conversation with a few people now of 
more, you know, the greatest generation. And when the great wars were happening, how the government and the country and the world really called upon its citizens to make sacrifices um, that, you know, each individual citizen wasn't necessarily like subjected to the risk of, you know, being bombed or attacked by Nazis or whatever, but everyone did their part. They pitched in, they rationed food, they rationed fuel. Even my mom was telling me her parents in Western North Carolina, they didn't even live on the coast were there. Everyone was told to black out their windows. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now we live in homes with blacked out windows. Sunshine can't get in. That sucks. Yeah. They did it. Because that's what was, that's what they were being called upon to do. So and everyone's rationing food. People planted victory gardens. Um, that's a lot, y'all. And all yeah. we're being asked to do is stay home. Yeah. <laughs> so but like, don't you find it in interesting from like a social perspective, how maybe in your mom's generation and definitely ones before that, like people just did it because there was this like good or bad respect yeah. for kind of authority. And yeah. I feel like the day we live in now, especially with everybody is an author with a keyboard and everybody right. is a professional with a microphone. Everybody's like, a journalist. There, yeah. there is no, <laughs> there is no respect for, it's almost like everybody knows everything. And there is yeah. no, I mean, we do that with medical stuff all the time. Like I don't need to go to the doctor. I've got Google, you know, Google and it's, I'm wondering website. if it's that mentality that's causing us to like, not just get on board with this. And I'm not saying we shouldn't question and like use wisdom and discernment, but I do feel like people are kind of like, Oh, that's just a good idea. I'm not going to social distance. That's just, you know, right. It's too much. Or they don't try. I think it's trust. You know, when you don't trust the authority structures that are in place, it's really hard to to right. um, heed the warning. Navigate. Right. Yeah. So I literally, it's so funny. I just had this conversation with my mom. Um, she's already bored. She's like, <laughs> so we talked for a very long time this morning. She's like, I'm like, oh, she's finally staying home, you know? But then she calls me and it's like, okay, it's okay. I'll talk mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was talking about journalism and how, you know, there's, there's maybe a, a mistrust with the media um, and that used to be how you got your information. So back in the day right. when they're being asked to do victory gardens, they were getting that information from the media and from journalism mm-hmm. or journalists that they trusted and outlets that they trusted. And my point to her was, well, now that we have this basically like commercialized media um, infrastructure and, and system, it's really hard to understand motivations when it comes to mm-hmm. publications or outlets when it's driven by the advertisers. Um, right. I'm not saying that, you know, don't trust the media. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to to her, my point to her was I have tried to source and locate media outlets that are either subscription based, not commercial driven or ad driven um, or people that I actually know. Like I actually know yeah. a lot of people in the space. Um, so I'm definitely not one of those that say like throw all the journalists in camp of like misinformation because that is absolutely not what's happening. Right. There are so many people working so hard to convey fact um, in an unbiased way. But the problem is that we have so much access to things that confirm our bias in the first place. Right. You can, like you said, everybody's an author. Everybody's got a blog or whatever. You can find information mm-hmm. to support whatever feeling or opinion you feel more comfortable aligning with in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's that. But then Ryan and I were even talking a few days ago too, just in terms of how maybe media can exacerbate the hysteria. <clears throat> and you think back to when we were kids, you waited for the morning paper to be delivered 
it was already curated for you or yep. you watch the nightly news for like maybe a 30 yeah. minute segment and you trusted that person coming into your home. Now we have up to the minute Mm-hmm. news changing and it's almost yeah. like our I'm wondering what this is doing to our brains like not just virus related but just in general like this continual we're grasping new ideas we're grasping new information instead of small digestible bites right morning newspaper evening news it's now the minute you pick up your phone you can read 15 articles from different it's overwhelmed. so it's, yeah, it's it's just it's that in it itself is, is a form of hysteria to me Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that was my mom's point. She was like, we used to trust and rely on other people to kind of make these judgments to call it all down, like filter it out, shake it out. And I'm like, and it's true. Like, yep, I can go and I can research all this stuff. I don't have the time to do that on every topic that matters to me. Right. Or that should matter to me. I don't have firsthand sources that I could contact, but the journalists do. And we, we rely on that. Um, that digestion of information to be able to save our time. And you're right. I think it's just, it's frenetic. Like there's just, there's yeah. too much. And especially when it comes to Facebook, like, Oh my God, I can, I can actually visit, like feel myself getting mm-hmm. like everyone. An ulcer. Everyone. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I had to follow all, Yeah. An ulcer. Oh God, that's probably what's happening. Um, <laughs> there's like, Oh, I want to follow that link. I need to check out that article. And I need to see this and what a fascinating point of view. And then, and then I'm like, and then an hour and, two hours later, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not only not smarter about the thing. I'm probably more confused. Um, or wasted or so worried. Yeah. 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 So with the kids, I, you know, no, we, we don't watch the news anyway. Like again, I'm not watching cable news at all. And I'm certainly not letting the kids watch that because they're just going to get confused and scared. And that's, that doesn't Mm -hmm. seem productive. So, um, teaching them about germ theory mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a thing. Like this is why we're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Just teaching them like, yeah, you guys are pretty much you're safe. Like, you know, I'm, I'm wanting them to feel safe. And the reason that we're going through these extreme things and not seeing our friends and all this other stuff is because we want to keep people that we love like grandma and Papa and Nana and whoever all else, we want to keep them safe. And though right. we're not in the same place as them, we would hope that other kids, like the kids that live next door to grandma and papa, are going to do the same thing That's to good. protect our grandma and papa. So we're not going down the street to see, you know, the elderly lady lives there. What, like we're trying to, we're protecting everyone else's right. family by staying home. And like I was talking to Meg Flanagan last week about what to do when schools close. And she was giving some great tips about how to communicate with your school. I'll drop mm-hmm. a link for that. That might be helpful for you guys. Um, but she was, she made, she said this quote and I know it's been said before, but I just want to echo it. There's no such thing as other people's kids, right? There's also no such thing as other people's family. When we talk about Mm -hmm. stuff like this, like we have to, we have to step up. We want to be the village for everyone, right? Be the village. But at this point in time, we need to make virtual villages and that is totally possible. Clearly like I'm super comfortable with this. Like we love that we have, we are so fortunate to have the technology that we have today to be able to work from home, operate from home, order out groceries, do takeout deliver. I mean, what we have so many awesome tools at our disposal and like Mm -hmm. the more quickly we start practicing the social distancing in an aggressive and extreme way, the shorter the duration of discomfort will be for everyone. Um, right. So God, y'all, let's just do it. Like, yeah. On. It's totally Get on board. Yeah. yeah. Well, my kids are older, obviously 12, 14 and 16. And 
they're not on social media, but they're hearing, you know, I guess our discussions and, you know, through their friends, they, they know what's going on. And we just tried to assure them that like, we are not in any immediate danger right now. The biggest thing we're dealing with is the inconvenience of staying home. Um, and it's interesting because we already homeschool. We already live in a fairly remote area where we don't have a ton of social and like extracurricular activities for their ages. And um, I mean, literally like the only thing they're missing this week is a homeschool PE class. They they were already going to be home <laughs> doing homeschool. Mm. Oh so, gosh, we've had to cancel so much. I know. And yeah. I know that so many yeah. people have. I have a lot of friends with kids similar ages back home and like it's you know, school functions, sports have been canceled and being in school. So I, I almost mm-hmm. feel like I'm coming at this from a place of like, well, I'm, this isn't a huge shakeup for our Monday through Friday week at my yeah. house. But um, that said, we also have talked a little bit about this idea and you're starting to see people come out of the woodwork again online with like talking about homeschooling. I've, I've seen several things. Um, it's been funny to me as an actual homeschool mom, all the people posting like day one picture of homeschooling and like, man, I've got this. I just want to say that's not real homeschooling. <laughs> You're <laughs> just doing your kids work at home and you've done it one day. Right. Like it's come homework. back at me when you've been like, doing this for eight years. <laughs> it's homework. I know. I, we, so when I was like thinking of a cool snazzy title, like, oh my God, this is, it's almost like the distinction between single parenting and solo parenting that we try True. to make. Um, so Yeah. Claire, share your thoughts on Well, and I just want to say one other thing. I have another good friend who is a public school teacher who I taught with when I first started, and she has made another good point. She was like, "Um, why are all you people like sharing all these posts? Like, I've had kids. I know how to entertain my kids. I don't need you like mom-splaining me like how to be with my kids all day. So I see that point too, and I hope I haven't contributed to that, but I did share an article excuse me, over the weekend, just for some tips on kind of how to get through the next however many weeks with your kids at home. And um, I can share a few of those or I can answer if you have any specific questions, Kelly. Like I I think one of my biggest ones is just kind of like with a lot of things, we set the tone as parents. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, we set the tone with whether our kids are going to feel worried about this. We set mm-hmm. the tone with how they're going to do their schoolwork. They don't walk all over their teachers. So don't let them walk mm-hmm. all over you. Like you can do it in a loving, kind way, but be, be the authority figure and, you know, stick with yeah. it. <laughs> so I think what I'm concerned about the most is like, there's not really an end in sight, right? They're telling us mm-hmm. here, um, two weeks. I don't believe it was only going to be two mm-hmm. weeks. Like, I it's really, already four here. I feel pretty strongly that they won't go back this year. I feel um, the same I way. don't know what that, and don't y'all not, that's not fact. You know, I'm just me personally, I'm preparing for them not mm-hmm. going back. Um, you know, it's me kind of just like worst case scenario. If I can prepare for that, anything else is, is cake yeah. back to the fact that we're military spouses and this is how we live our life. Like <laughs> sure. Four months of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to make sure that they get everything that they need? I'm, I'm concerned about teaching things. Right. So, and again, the conversation I had with Meg earlier was really insightful because she was helping kind of break down, like, this is what you should expect from the school. Like they, the school still has an obligation to provide you with the materials. So those mm-hmm. people you know, books or potentially technology, like Chromebooks, depending on what district and, you know, what your situation is there. Uh, Meals for kids that are food insecure. Also, you guys, um, 
be sure to pay attention to that if you if we're talking to anyone that that touches um because we know that's a very prevalent thing they are they should be providing those resources Mm -hmm. for your kids um so then it's how do i i think i struggle with schedule and structure um I have one child that I can just like hand. She's got, she's got some sheets already that she's like, she, okay, this is funny. So my daughter sits down at the Island yesterday and yesterday was a legit day off for them. So there was no expectation right. of schoolwork happening. It was like an already booked day off. Um, so, and I told them that I was like, no, it's no school today. It's a day off. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. while I can like figure out what I'm supposed to do. And this was also the day that the teachers in the district was getting together and figuring out what to send out to us. She sits down at the Island or a little breakfast Island. She puts her, folder of a packet on the table and she's like tapping her fingers she's like I'm like what do you want Hannah she's like I want you to teach me <laughs> I'm like oh no no I didn't yeah I'm like so intimidated so how to how to structure knowing this is a short-term thing knowing that this is not going to be like forever and mm-hmm. ever this is not my I am not going to be a homeschooler right like, right? Like I'm not trying to jump into your shoes, let's say. Um, What are some like really easy entry points to get me over however big this hump is? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to address several things that you brought up Uh, yesterday. And I I have had to actually put some boundaries in in place for myself today. I had three or four different inquiries from people. And and here's the thing they were asking like, Oh, what, what would be a good curriculum to use? Or you're asking like a a question that it's like an hour answer, right? Like it's not just a quick answer. So I I took time and answered people yesterday and kind of had an email. I ended up forwarding to a few people with some links, but let me just give you a couple of big picture thoughts and ideas. I do think that this is going to go on longer than we think. I think this is going to disrupt end of the school year, like, celebrations and rituals. I think it's going to disrupt testing for most people Mm -hmm. like end of course testing. And I think it's going to disrupt grades and how we are recording like transcripts for older kids and records Mm -hmm. for younger kids. All that said, there is literally no way that any school district is going to be able to have any kind of standard for that. And my guess, this is just a guess, but my guess is Whatever grade you had in each subject before this started is probably going to be the grade they're writing down for you. And at this point, the main goal, and if I were, you know, elementary, middle school or high school parent of a public schooled kid or traditional schooled kid would just be to not lose any ground academically. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about grades. I just think that's going to be such an insignificant piece of this when it's all said and done. So there's that. Right. Knowing that, knowing that. I think that you all, all parents need to be thinking about this in terms of, I hate to use this phrase, but like you're running down the clock, you're running, running Mm -hmm. down the clock through this whole several week experiment. You're doing it each day as you interact with your kids. And I don't mean that in an ugly way. Like you're just trying to Mm -hmm. wait them out, but there's no way you are going to fit any real amount of time of academic work that's going to take anywhere close to what it takes them at school. So you've got a lot of hours to fill. And mm-hmm. the advice that I have been given, uh, giving other people is use this time to don't, don't make it any harder on yourself, right? Don't make mm-hmm. it any harder with the battle of sit down and do your work. And I'm not saying right. there's no place for some quiet time to do actual academic things that the school is sending home. 
I'm saying think of this in a completely different way. Think of this as an opportunity to let your kids lead the way on things that interest them. Let them Mm. find some books that they like to read. Consider as many things that you can do as a whole family academically. Do that. Science and history is a great one to start with. I suggested to a friend yesterday, study the human body for the next few weeks. Each week, do an experiment that you can find on Google. Like use this as an opportunity to like, encourage their curiosity and engagement with the world around them and let make it less about sit down and do this work for six hours because most people you don't have the teacher's edition you don't have the patience and you don't have the the bandwidth really to act as a teacher for your kid so consider Mm -hmm. yourself now a facilitator of an engaging environment for them and that can look so different than just books and worksheets and Mm. that kind of thing that's comforting because that seems that's doable. permission. That's yeah. permission. Yeah. yeah. So my suggestion when you're asking about filling up the day, make exercise a very important part of it, whether that's outside. Mm-hmm. There's several online little PE kind of things you can have access to really beef up the arts. That's something most kids mm-hmm. don't get a lot of in public school oh, anyway. Like point. there's all yep. kinds of like um, artists who are teaching drawing lessons at lunch. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of symphonies and museums mm-hmm. that are giving free access. So make that a huge part of your day. Definitely lean into things they can watch on TV or on streaming yeah. things, right? Like don't sleep on that. Like now is not the time to be yeah. monitoring screen, <laughs> screen time. Yeah. Okay. But there's a meme like that's the one recommendation I am not following. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like have some, have a dedicated time where you have like a read aloud with your kids, maybe pick a book that everybody's interested in. If you're not actively reading it, do a, do like an audible thing and listen to it. And my last little piece of advice for those, especially like you, Kelly, who are working at home, If you will fill up your kids love tank early in the morning with your attention, you will more than likely have an opportunity to have some time to do what you need to do later in the day. So if you start by prioritizing, kind of giving them the attention, some attention and like setting the the mood for the day, they're usually filled up and you can, and maybe you redo that again after lunch, you know, like you don't have to be. Vigilant, like sitting with them age, you know, depending on their ages. But most of the time, if they have some touches and some, you know, eye contact and some words of affirmation from you early in the day, then you're, they can go on and self, you know, self, uh, entertain for later, later, longer parts. So that's a great, that's a great tip. And that's actually counter to what I typically do. So that could actually be exacerbating some of their, yeah. Because they were like, yeah, mm, that's a great, that's a great tip. Oh, yeah. I like Did I answer your questions? I think so. You yeah, I know that was long. I get you really kind of eliminated my bigger questions, which is which good. Because, well, like, I don't need curriculum. I don't. So, and that's what I was kind of like freaking out with, with my other conversation last week about was like, how am I supposed to teach new concepts? Like, I don't know common core math. Like, and, and I think a lot of us are in that place. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, we right. don't. What if, like, we can barely help with homework in the style right. that they are learning? You know, like I saw a meme the other day. It's like, my kid's about to learn how to carry that one. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. You know, <laughs> like these poor kids are going to go back to school and like be doing it yeah. all differently. But Well, um, and I, I will link my little 10 tips yeah. in the, uh, in the show or in the feed here, but I saw another really funny one. And this is another thing I would tell you, like any parent, use this as a time to like teach your kids some life skills. I saw one that Mm -hmm. said, now that school's closed, my kids are going to be taking AP chores 
Honors Yard Work, <laughs> Dishwashing 101, AP Trash Disposal, Home Economics, a.k.a. Make Your Own Lunch, and Honors Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> I really so, love that. Yeah, yes. Those of us who homeschool, like we just, we keep the academic part short anyway, and you've got a lot of hours to fill. That's what I was talking about running yeah. on the clock. Like, think outside the box. Have art time, arts, artsy time, TV time, yeah. like just... Fill it up. Lots and then PE, it's okay to tell them to go entertain themselves too, like with oh, quiet activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. we're good at that. We did nap time yesterday. They didn't sleep. But yeah. I was like, you know what? We're going back to nap times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I need a I need a yeah. solid break. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, that's so that's so helpful. That's okay. Well, I want you to give me feedback on that advice. Did any of that feel like, oh, shut up, you that's too idyllic? Like what no. what feels tone deaf about any of that as a non- homeschooling parent or as a parent who's dealing with all this? Cause I don't want to make it sound so like go twirl in your yard and make a crown of daisies. Like <laughs> I love that you're concerned about that. And then actually I could, we could have a whole nother conversation about why you're asking me that question. But um, okay. So I know, cause I think we're spinning out of control. Like that's our, that's right. our, like it's a Western kind of thing, right? It's like, okay, well, we got to do this the best. We got to do this and be amazing. And we already have like Pinterest stress and all the mom Mm -hmm. guilt and everything else laying on top of us. Like, come on y'all. Like let, so I'm hearing, like you said earlier, like permission to just do the best that I can. Yeah. Um, I first and foremost, from the beginning of this whole thing, and I, you know, am by myself doing this right now. So it's like, I need to keep myself in check uh, mentally, emotionally to make sure that I'm not, you know, feeding off, like spitting out right. anxiety to them. Right. So like, right. I need to make sure that these kids feel like they have a safe, emotionally stable home. And if I'm right. not emotionally stable, they don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm the only one controlling that temp, that temperature. Right. So mm-hmm. giving myself permission to be like, okay, you know what? You guys will be okay. Like, and yeah. yes, I am. Cons- like I am going to try to go by whatever guidelines the school puts out. Like we still don't know this. So again, there's a lot of uncertainty Right back to it. We've had conversations about this too. Like the tolerance level, what your tolerance is with uncertainty and this right now, I do not feel like I have any confidence in my tolerance mm-hmm. <laughs> for being able to deal with what I don't, what I need. I need to know what I'm going to end up being responsible for. And I don't know that yet. And so, I think that's going to be so very little. I've already been thinking about this from the standpoint of the teachers too. Like I taught yeah. elementary school last year and those teachers today are meeting to make a plan and the kids can pick up all their books tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, okay, so as a teacher of 24 kids, there's no way that I'm going to be able to stay on top of, especially in a subject like math that's building. There's no way I'm going to be able to grade that and like penalize a kid, you know? So I think there's also going to be when next school year starts, there's going to be a lot of built-in review. So Mm. just Mm. lower and take down all your expectations and just make, you know, like, you know what your kids enjoy, make this a time of fun things for them, you know, and lower the the expectation. I did have them. I had them um, writing stories. Yes. I was like, let's do, let's just, and they're learning how to type. They're trying to learn how to type. Um, and they're, they're writing diaries from different characters. Like I think Hannah's doing, she really wants a dog. She's yeah. doing a German shepherd character diary. Aww, how cute. Dog friend. And my son's doing zombie slash Lego slash star Wars slash. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, teach, I was trying to teach them like creative writing. Like, okay, yeah. do one thing. Like, let's look at one event and tell mm-hmm. it from all the different perspectives. Yes. Um, and teaching them like, and bless him. It took him four hours and he got like three paragraphs 
we'll call them hey. paragraphs. But yeah. you know, like anybody who's like, where's the where's the comma that goes up high, mommy? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. even I'm like, oh, we're I'm I gotta get you guys up to speed on even typing. Like, yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. I, it'll be it'll be interesting. And I'm blessed to have educators in my family yeah. um, that I can tap into if needed. And I think that's a great point too, Claire, for you to be mindful of and heed your own time. Um, because being seen as an expert in a thing is amazing, but then can also be, um, it can spiral out of control really quickly with right. people trying to tap into you for, for, you know, advice or help or helping to manage. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm asking you as a friend to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see you getting depleted really quickly from people yeah. like me, like Claire. Well, no, and that was honestly one reason I wrote that blog post. I was yeah. like, if I get out ahead of this and maybe put some tips out there. And again, I, I don't mean to sound ugly. Like I don't want a friend to check in or don't want to, sure. you know, answer a question. But I know a lot of times it's a quick asking of a question and it takes me 45 minutes to respond. Yeah. And then I, you don't even say like, oh, hey, got it. Or yeah, let me give you some feedback on what you said. And so I'm like, it's not my responsibility to it's not. be your guru. It's, well, <laughs> it, yes. Oh, right. Okay. So even like in my other world, we're talking PCS, everything. Like, right. We don't have enough time in the day to talk about all the challenges That's now. Right. Or, you know, presenting <laughs> themselves for that whole world. But sometimes people, hey, we're moving to brag. Like, what do I need to know? And I'm like, it's on my website. I've already written it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I know what they're asking and I know all of the things that they want to right. hear and need a comfort, reassurance, you know, confirmation, mm-hmm. whatever, um, that they're making good choices. But also that's a huge question that does mm-hmm. not, is not answered easily or shortly or succinctly. So I, there is a resource now online. It seems like, it seems rude to put people off and like point them to a website. Mm-hmm. But it's really the most judicious way to use your time. Like, and it to is. like put resources out for the most amount of people. So um, yeah. I'm really glad you wrote that. It was a great piece. It's already been circulated thank on you. My, in my networks. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. So thank you for that and sharing that. Sure. Um, and we'll continue to share um, and have this conversation. You guys feel free to, yeah. um, as mentioned, we've got this going on Facebook Live. So there's a comment thread that you guys can engage with and, and continue conversation about there. Um, and this will also be hitting our podcast feed. So if you're watching Yay. this uh, from Facebook, our new platform, um, well, revived platform, let's say. <laughs> um, yeah. You can subscribe to the Advice Not Given podcast on, well, anything, anywhere you get your podcast every Wednesday. We'll launch this one later this week. Um, so if you guys are looking to share this with folks that enjoy podcasts, you can do so.